1: relax and let's get creepy welcome to episode 142 and before we begin reviewing this movie we would just like to say happy birthday to one of our patrons a newer patron new ish newisher patron newisher happy birthday mark happy birthday mark thank you so much for supporting us as always we really appreciate our patrons and we just hope you have the best week ever
0: yes thank you so much
1: For this episode, we are going to be reviewing When a Stranger Calls from 2006. And I know, I know, it's not the original. We're not reviewing the original, and we've never reviewed the original. And I get it. But I think I was the one that put this on the list. I'm, like, uh, pretty sure, like, pretty positive. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, because I have a whole backstory to this and it this is probably an incredibly biased review i try really hard to be like okay i'm putting on my film critic hat (laughs) and now i am ebert you know (laughs) and sometimes it's hard because especially when a movie scared you so much when you were a kid and this is Mm -hmm. one of those movies when you watch it again even as an adult even like you know 10 15 years later you're like Ooh, spooky you know <laughs> right even if it's not so like you know and and that's kind of one of those things like actually I was watching this and I sent a picture of it to my friend Ashley because I we watched it together with my friend Annie and we watched it at a sleepover when we were in middle school and we were to the point where we were like had a little pallet on the floor you know with like sleeping bags and blankets and pillows screaming <laughs>
0: that's always the best because you egg each other on so it's even scarier
1: dude and there's a part in this movie when like we'll get to it but like he's kind of hiding up in these like ceiling rafters and i did not have ceiling rafters in my house okay but i had like these wooden accent beams they didn't even come down they were like on a part of the ceiling right
0: Uh uh-huh
1: and it was in the next room Like, and it was dark in there. And one of them was like, he's in the rafters. And we just started screaming, (gasps) looking into the other room, even though there's no gap between anything in my ceiling, like, you know, just ridiculous. Yeah. But I mean, it was just a very like intense movie for a bunch of kids in middle school that also were about to be babysitting age, you know?
0: Right. Exactly.
1: (laughs) To have all that responsibility. (laughs) And like, I also wrote in my notes at least once. Fuck them kids, you know, <laughs> right? <laughs> Which you cannot pay me enough
0: to babysit,
1: to care about, ooh. to I
0: care. Can't decide
1: if I'm. Well, it's already said to care enough. Like I know that in the beginning of this movie. So everybody probably knows what happens in this movie. Like it's not a major convoluted complex plot, you know. <laughs> Bitch goes to babysit, there's a stalker, calls and harasses her, like, scream, and tries to kill her. Ta-da. Yeah, basically. And we'll get into some of the other plot points of why she's a dumb bitch later. Because <laughs> she really is. Like, when I watched this when I was a kid, I was like, oh my god, but now when I'm watching this, I'm like, you are so stupid. <laughs> I don't know All- if you also thought she was really stupid, but I was like, you are so fucking stupid. I mean,
0: she wasn't great, but... I guess I will ignore the fact she's a teenager. The one that really got to me was wow, you have you take a lot of responsibility on being a babysitter. Like let's be completely honest. The fact that we give this stuff to teenagers is crazy. When the house could burn down, you could have a murderer, like shit could actually happen and you're just expecting a 15-year-old to just take care of it. I was a babysitter. See?
1: Like I was a cuz you only give it to like the responsible kids, you know, like Right. Granted, I was, you know, a cool babysitter, (laughs) you know, but had a murderer been around and it's like, okay, I can get to that door and survive or I can go check the children and probably die. Bye.
0: No, right. Especially as a kid yourself.
1: Well, that and it's like, he's coming for me. Like, he's not coming for the kids. Like, you know, right. Like, now, in the beginning, however... It it does imply that he also wants to kill the children.
0: Right. And in the original, I, I did watch it over the summer. We're not really going to talk about the original, but he does mainly go after the kids. So it was kind of a little uh, almost about face with this one.
1: Right. Because in the beginning, there was like this sheriff goes into this home where there have been several homicides. There's three kids and their babysitter all just like brutally murdered by this guy with his bare hands
0: yes no murder weapon and they're taking out multiple little bags like there might be an arm in this one or a head in that one like it's crazy
1: so he just like ripped these people to pieces with his bare hands right so this
0: guy like
1: first of all i don't know how that's possible with like bone and stuff
0: right it's it's a horror movie they're they definitely it felt to me like this is what Halloween was supposed to be you know where it was just supposed to be about a guy killing babysitters on Halloween it's like they wanted to do that so he's just this psycho and they don't really give you a reason why it just he can do these things okay
1: like he's just very sensationalized
0: yeah exactly like Michael Myers like he can get up from you know six gunshots to the chest and keep going that's this guy
1: and he can rip like femur bones with his bare hands yeah you know? like just crack him like ribs like but like you know ribs you eat even those are hard right I don't think I've ever done it but I would imagine so we have this beginning now I will say like this is completely irrelevant from the plot point but in the beginning there's this little town where they're having this carnival and there's a babysitter and everybody's kind of walking around sitting on their porch looking at the carnival somebody's walking by waving I would love to live in a town like that (laughs) yeah minus the homicide you know
0: right yeah minus that minus that
1: but then there's a town in colorado it's always in colorado yes
0: not a real town no but it was kind of cool to see it in colorado
1: yeah Yeah. we have an affinity for murder like i mean when ted
0: bundy stops through
1: (laughs) yeah real and fake like you know yeah colorado is just like a magnet but it was 125 miles away from the original murder And we have our main character entering plot point and she's having some personal drama and her boyfriend has made out with her best friend. And that is not a best friend. Let me just say she's a horrible person.
0: Yeah. And she basically tells her, you know how I get when I drink and I wanted him first and you know I'm a bitch. And I'm like, okay, I get this is a teenage horror movie, but at the same time, I really don't give a shit about what's going on with her boyfriend and her fucking asshole friend. I don't care. Why?
1: The only reason we needed it is because we needed somebody to kill. Right. So, like, that was it.
0: And a reason, like, to be happy that she's dead. What a fucking slut.
1: I didn't, yeah. You know, and we'll get there but like something like that did kind of happen to me in high school and so it was extra satisfactory to me when she got killed i'm just saying
0: in the movie i assume or did this person get killed in real life
1: no she's alive i'm pretty sure uh, okay not that i would be happy if she got killed but like on a metaphorical level i was like eh.
0: <laughs> catharsis through the movie exactly got it yeah
1: like literally almost verbatim somebody said that to me and i was like oh well you dead now, so it's fine. <laughs> she was dead to me in person. So, anyways, we'll get there later. But she went over. This is something that if we have Gen Zers listening, you'll understand because you may have heard, you know, millennial, millennial friends and, you know, parents talk about it. But she got grounded because she went over her cell phone minutes.
0: Yes. I thought that was crazy, like going back in time.
1: bro it used to be so fucking expensive to have a cell phone
0: oh my god i couldn't afford one i had to do prepay
1: we had a plan but it was like it was it was not quite emergency use but like almost you know like yeah you really shouldn't use this you can use it a little bit but god forbid you send or get a text message
0: Oh, my God. I remember even my prepaid plan. Like, my mom still bought those minutes. If I went over and text, I fucking heard about it before we went and got more.
1: Dude, it was so expensive. Like, Or if it was past nine, you had evening minutes. Mm -hmm. And if it was on the weekend, you had weekend minutes. Those cost more. Mm -hmm. And you couldn't have both. And some plans, like we had singular wireless back in the day, which was acquired by AT&T later. And we could have either free nights and weekends or, like, like better during the week. Like, you couldn't have both,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know? But she went way over on her minutes. So she was grounded from the senior bonfire at the high school. And that's, like, a college thing. That's, like, when I was like in high bonfires? school. bonfires. Yeah.
0: I had a bonfire in high school and actually elementary school. Well, I just feel like the
1: whole drinking and, like, partying thing. mm. I don't know. Like, maybe that was happening when I was in high school, but I definitely did not really hear about, like, a bunch of people getting super fucked up.
0: Yeah. And when you see the bonfire, it's like this tall statue. It's like Burning Man.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's like the one from Greece.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So she can't go to that. All her friends can, but she's grounded for exceeding her cell phone minutes, and she's like sixteen, so maybe she, this isn't her senior. Because feel like sixteen, you're like a sophomore junior, yeah. So she's really young, but and her boyfriend made out with her best friend, and her the reason she went over is because she was, tr- you know, he was trying to like smooth things over and like get her back, and blah blah blah. So now she has to babysit because she has to help pay those minutes off. So she's babysitting for this, okay, super fucking rich doctor.
0: Yes. Like her dad's like, I should have been a doctor. I'm like, that is like anesthesiologist. That is like a special doctor.
1: Well, even anesthesiologists make what? Like, um, I know, and they make good money, but like, well, I, that's literally something I put in my notes. And I was like, what kind of fucking doctor?
0: Yeah, like, this is like heart surgeon or like the expensive doctor level
1: like I know doctors even specialists make a shit ton of money but this is like the doctor that like teaches other doctors like this is like head of hospital doctor right you know he doesn't actually see patients anymore he just tells other people how to be doctors
0: (laughs) and just rakes it in
1: oh yeah god
0: coolest house ever
1: I'm very happy in all that but If I could give anybody advice that's going to college, go to college, but also do all of your homework outside of, like, the pre-med buildings and stuff.
0: (laughs) Just hang out there.
1: You're going to get stuck with their debt, but also you could get stuck with a house like this.
0: (laughs) Go get your MRS degree.
1: Yeah. Like, you know, you have debt, but also you have a house On a lake in the mountains that is all glass, which a predator can see in too sure, but you know.
0: But you're also out in the middle of fucking nowhere, so there really shouldn't be any people watching you. In theory. In theory.
1: Not really does work in this movie, but you know, it'd be like that. (laughs) So she is there for a night babysitting and she has it made because these kids are already asleep and it's like, what? okay
0: yeah so she basically doesn't do anything she can just sit there and do her homework and eat their food and we're good
1: fucking sick (laughs) like i didn't babysit a ton because i was really busy like my weekends were taken up with like marching band and stuff but when i did like it is work kids are hard and the thing is like right now i don't know if i would be qualified to watch somebody's
0: kids and somebody's letting a 16 year old me come over and watch their four kids That's literally what I'm saying, man. I remember when Jessica, our friend who had a child at the time when we were hanging out, she asked me to take her son in my car and I had to put a car seat in my car and I'm like driving around so slow and I'm like, are you sure? Are you sure you want me to do this? Are you sure you're okay with this?
1: (laughs) It's like, yes, bitch, what?
0: (laughs) Exactly. I'm like, I could accidentally kill this thing. You're like, okay with that, right?
1: I mean, not really, but I could too. so what <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. and it's it's funny because, like when I was sixteen or seventeen or whatever, I was way more comfortable with a kid than I am now,
0: right. Now I'm an adult and understand how fragile they are,
1: but also not fragile because they could right. literally like like you know, ricochet down a flight of stairs and be like, <laughs> eh, you know.' right it's, they're fine you know but it's funny because like i i did babysit like i had a family that had four kids that i would babysit for sometimes four kids Kristen. jesus i, would I not did do that, that. <laughs> ranging from age four to i think the oldest one at the time was like 14 and i was like i didn't
0: yeah, they cool. let them just stay and take it whatever well
1: he didn't fucking want to he wanted to play video games he wasn't gonna oh. watch the four-year-old fair <laughs> and i was like 17 so i was like sure <laughs> And I was just cool with that. And now if somebody was like, can you come watch my four kids? I'd be like, <laughs> are you choking? No, fuck that.
0: I'm good. I'm going to stay home with my dogs. Thank yeah. you.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, and but it was kind of fun. Like, and then there was one kid where I've talked about this before, where he had like the biggest collection of horror movies I've ever fucking seen. And the only one he wasn't allowed to watch was Child's Play.
0: I love that so much. I love that kid. That's great. That's going to be my kid's. So,
1: I mean, like, it can be cool. And it's especially cool, like, when she gets there and they're fucking asleep and they're like, just don't wake them up. Which, it is shocking to me because throughout this entire movie, she's, like, screaming. not, But she's, like, yelling for the maid who's there and not and there. And they
0: never wake up.
1: And an alarm goes off, like, twice.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: And then her friend shows up and bangs on the door. And these kids are just like, it's fine. We took a lot of Benadryl or something. I don't know.
0: <laughs> I mean, it is a big house and they have the flu. So, yeah, maybe they're just out.
1: I'm telling you they but were they drugged.
0: do I mean to jump ahead they the killer goes in their room or something and he tries to track him down, and they hide like they get out of their own beds and go hide somewhere, so they must be awake enough to hear that
1: terrifying, yeah, do you imagine just like waking up from your like you know theraflu slumber and there being just no. some strange killer looming over your bed as a child?
0: hell fucking no heart attack right there.
1: Uh, yeah like as a you know seven-year-old just cardiac arrest
0: <laughs> right exactly
1: i mean the thing with this movie is i i know that people have a generally bad opinion of this movie i'm looking at the rotten tomato score right now and i'll get into that later but it's bad <laughs> at least the critic one's bad the audience scores a little bit better but it's still not great Critics fucking hated it but <laughs> I can see why and I'll, I'll get into some things that I had problems with too. I will say though like the suspense that it built when he was actually on her on her tail like when the cat and mouse actually started was pretty decent I felt.
0: Agreed. I thought it was not scary. This isn't going to give me nightmares. But it was honestly creepy. Like when you were talking about you and your friends seeing him in the rafters when I I was like it. It took my breath for a second. I was like <gasps> that he was up there.
1: Yeah, dude. Creepy. We were fucking screaming like yeah. So. When the only thing is that this movie did a lot, there was a ton of fake build. Like the entire movie was trying to build suspense. And a lot of times it was like up to nothing, like a lot. Yeah. From the get go, literally from the minute she walks into that house, they're trying to build suspense. And so they'll like, close a door or she'll close the refrigerator or she'll walk into a bathroom and it there will be nothing happening and they will try to scare you so eventually it gets stale but the tactic there is eventually it's going to get you because you've stopped thinking it's going to
0: right like him up in the rafters at that point i was like yeah you're not actually going to see anything and then he's fucking up there
1: yeah you know but then So, like, eventually you get kind of fatigued, like. Yeah, definitely. From, like, the music and the tension and the anxiety. So you're kind of over it at a certain point. But then again, like, with Imagine Being the Babysitter, like, that's the, the key to these kinds of movies is, like, what if it was you?
0: Right, putting yourself in their shoes.
1: This is one of the scarier situations in my opinion because you have nowhere to go and I'm not saying Halloween isn't terrifying for example if we're just talking about like Laurie Strode but she had like a street of houses to run to yes. other places to go in this case she's completely isolated to this house and also like since we brought it up like in Halloween she had Tommy and Lindsay and she sent them to another house or she sent them down the street to run and scream she doesn't have anything to do with these kids so basically their lives are literally in her hands
0: right that that's where i was going with it on how scary it is to be a babysitter like if you really think about it before just taking the job and wanting the money as a teenager to go buy whatever think about how how much power and stuff you actually have how much responsibility
1: And what's interesting is, at least in my case, and also in the case of this movie, is a lot of people are just working off referrals of, like, other parents. I have babysat more than once when the parents hadn't even
0: met me. That's crazy to me, too, because I never babysat, but I do understand that that's just, like, how it works. You know, you get referrals from other people that use them, and that's insane to me. Like, you would, I would want to know these people.
1: Well, right now, what people are doing too is they are putting on Facebook, like my daughter is like an honor student, and she'll come babysit your kids, you know. And they're just like putting it out there on social media, like, "Hey, come find," you know. Why that you're- could be
0: a fake person? No. Yeah. Creepy. No, no.
1: Yeah. So, this babysitter, this poor girl is in this house alone she does try to like chill out but like and this is one of those fake scare things they do this with sound a lot so she tries to turn on the tv and this like loud opera starts blaring and this like static and these are all things that are supposed to get your anxiety pumping
0: which is frustrating because you just met the couple they just left for dinner they don't look like people that fucking blare that music they have kids
1: yeah exactly it's just, again, there to like, it sounds like, it seems like one of those things where this is the TV remote, you turn on the giant fucking TV that's right here, easy peasy, no problem, it's probably right. on sports or some shit, you know? Right. But she doesn't even get to watch, that That would be like my one requirement as a babysitter, where's the yes. fucking TV?
0: Agreed, agreed.
1: Especially if the kids are asleep.
0: Yes. But instead, she sits there and does homework in the quiet. And I'm like, I I struggle with quiet. Like, you and I have talked about, even in the middle of the night, like, I need to have the TV on. It can be down way low, but I need something on.
1: And then also, too, like, in a house like this, first of all, it's, like, kind of windy, like, low-key stormy outside. The whole house is made of fucking windows from, yeah. like, floor to ceiling. It's going to be making some noises.
0: Right, and it's strange and huge, and
1: no. yeah, I I would have to have something, and and then also, she's just like this. This house is really really hard as a viewer, as a you know watcher of the movie to figure out, and you're not supposed to, I guess, like. She's walking down a hallway, and then she's going upstairs, and she's going downstairs, and there's also
0: a fucking atrium. Yes, which is the coolest fucking thing. If I was rich, right there, that's what I need.
1: I would put in a movie theater.
0: Okay, also that,
1: like a real one. (laughs) Like I, I, I'm super happy because when we bought this house, we had like you know down payment money, and we put in a big projector and a sound system, which is cool. And I'm not, you know, (laughs) upset about it. But like a movie theater, like a legit, like you walk into a room and there's a the whole wall is a screen and you have the fucking seats that recline and like all of it
0: you know yeah cause I can't even imagine not even just putting the atrium in but the maintenance that they pay on it yeah, it's probably about the same as putting in a full on movie theater
1: Well, there's fucking real trees koi pond but like a flowing like river system birds yep
0: and then there's like this mist system that turns on just all around the whole thing can
1: you imagine being a kid growing up in that house oh my
0: god so fucking cool
1: spoiled spoiled yeah also that (laughs) (laughs) but hey those parents worked their asses off to give those kids that kind of life that's fucking true kudos to them or at least the dad did but (laughs) ain't no shame in that mom's game whatever ma'am but also so she's sitting there and then there's this maid her name is rosa and like i know that it's probably not her job to watch the kids so they also hire a babysitter totally get that not a problem at all but also you just don't want to meet each other
0: right you didn't introduce them before you fucking left none of that and like
1: she sees rosa like feeding the birds at some point and she's like, okay, cool. Somebody else is here. I feel a little bit better. And, like, she's gotten gotten some prank calls from, like, her friends and, like, her ex-boyfriend or whatever. And, like, whatever that happens, especially when you're babysitting. But she's also getting some anonymous phone calls. And most of the time, this person doesn't say anything. and just hangs up. And it's like, okay, well, it's her friends. But then they start to deny it. Like, she does call her ex. And he says, well, yeah, this one guy called you this one time. But only the ones. So she's like you know, okay. But it gets a little freaky. Right. Which is which is fair. She does this thing where like she's just kind of walking around. I would never play with someone's jewelry.
0: Mhm. Play just- dress up with it.
1: Yeah, because she thinks she hears a noise while she's got this rich lady's jewelry on. Like, you know they've got cameras.
0: Right. Exactly. Like, you just walked into their bedroom and the lights just turned on. And then you walked out and they turned back off all by themselves. You know they have lots of technology. Yeah.
1: Exactly. Also, the motion sensor lights thing. I would hate that. I would never. mm -mm. Mm. (laughs) They would have. It is. But, like, the fact that if I was just, like, chilling in a room. And it turned on. (laughs) And they turned off. No. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's definitely. cool for the plot because you can see like somebody moving through and seeing the lights turn on, so that's cool.
0: Yeah. Also, How does it work with sleeping though? Like there are beds in that room. You, would, I mean, people toss and turn while sleeping. Does it just keep turning on all night?
1: Must not have mattered that much, I guess.
0: Yeah.
1: I don't know, but she th- gets those anonymous phone calls, and she's starting to hear noises, but she thinks it's Rosa. Okay. And then. Her shitty friend Tiffany comes by and she's like, I mean, you know, I wanted to kiss him before you did. And so I just figured this is, I was due and this is very triggering for me. (laughs) That is what I was talking about. Like I had this fucking friend that was like one of my best friends and then I broke up with, well, I didn't break up, he broke up with me, but whatever, it's fine we broke up and one of my boyfriends I just like loved more than anything in the entire world we broke up and then she immediately turned around and dated him and was like, "Well, I wanted to be with him first, so it's my turn." And I was like, "Bitch, are
0: you fucking wow.
1: serious?" I was heartbroken, like literally sobbing on the phone when she was trying to explain herself to me and she was like, "It's my turn." And I was like, "You've been waiting for this for this for 2 years?" Just like waiting for us to break up, acting like you're one of my best friends. All right, bitch, I see you. Hmm,
0: I assume you are no longer friends then. No. Oh, that's good. Because I know you You have a great propensity to forgive people.
1: I do be doing that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's not very Scorpio
1: of me, but <laughs> I do be doing that. Yeah. No, we don't. We don't fucks with each other. And actually, I talked to my ex more than I talked to her. I never really talked to her again. I talked to the ex and still do every now and then. But yeah, no, that was really shitty. And then, so when this friend came in, I was like, I can't wait to watch you die because <laughs> this is very personal for me.
0: Well, I bet this came out in, I guess, 2006. You were, what, 13? Yeah,
1: so the breakup happened in oh nine. So... I, you know, this happened. I saw this before that happened, and uh. I didn't think about that. But now rewatching this, I was yeah. like, "Yeah, You're a shitty <laughs> ass friend. Don't be bl- blaming that on tequila. You just a <laughs> hoe, which is right. fine. You can be a hoe, but don't do it to your friends, man. Yeah. And then try to act like that's just who I am. Like you stole in from me. No, bitch. <laughs> right. I was not your friend at that time. Anyways, it don't matter. But don't keep those kind of friends is the whole moral of the story. <laughs> but or unless you have a killer hunting you, because then that's who that's going to get killed first. Oh, so there you
0: go. Yeah. Horror movie logic. So keep, keep them around
1: <laughs> because they're good. Like, you know, first kills. So she's like, you got to fucking leave. And she makes her go out the door, you know, and ha- first of all, this is like a gated house. So Tiffany was just like, sure. Yeah. Like, like
0: how did she fucking get in in the first place? I
1: I, like that's what I was thinking, too. Maybe it's one of those gates where you just like roll up on it and it opens. But then what would be the point
0: of exactly? It's exactly what I was thinking,
1: especially because. okay, let's just say it's connected to the alarm system. Right. They armed it.
0: Right. And then so
1: her friend leaves. We're just going to forget about the gate for a second. But she leaves and she goes out to her car. Okay, Mistake number one. Get your keys ready. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be rooting around in your purse or whatever. That's why I always like, and you know I'm like this because, you know, we worked together in the same building for forever. I'm like, ah, oh, I ain't walking out there. Where are my keys? Where are my keys?
0: Right. Get- Especially out in the middle of nowhere.
1: And even if it's like, you, even if you're not worried about a murderer, it's dark.
0: It, that's exactly like out in the middle of nowhere. It is dark, dark. Like when you, I mean, I'm sure they have a porch light, but that means nothing.
1: No, especially because she didn't park right up next to the house. Yeah. And she said the garage door was open, by the way, is how she got in and the alarm system was supposed to be armed. So just throwing that out there. The minute somebody told me that, mm mm-mm. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, all right, I know I don't have a car here because my dad grounded me from my car too, but I feel like at this point, I would call someone and be like, can you just come get me and the kids? We're going to go chill somewhere. (laughs) Right. Like, oh, this is a big spooky spooky house. Another thing too is I'd wake up those kids and be like, where's like the weirdest place to hide in this house? Because that's where we're going.
0: Right. I don't know. And like her dad dropped her off here. All of her friends are at this bonfire thing, but she keeps calling her friends. Why- I would call my fucking dad and be like, can you fucking come out here and at least hang out with me? It's fucking scary.
1: Plus, like, who gives a shit about, like, Baroque music? You know, that's where her dad is. I'm just kidding. Like, I like <laughs> Baroque music. It's not my favorite form of classical. Anyways, so she's by herself, and now this is really when start. Tiffany gets fucking murked outside, right? Because she dropped her keys, It's a whole thing. She finally gets in her car. She gets to the gate. The gate's not going to open. She has to get out of her car to try to open the gate. Of course, she gets murdered. We all know that's coming. Right. And then the house alarm goes off for no reason. Jill starts receiving spooky ass calls. And then this is when the caller, the stranger, starts saying, you know, like, I can see you. Have you checked the children? She goes upstairs and she calls the cops. And it's like, okay, so, like, he can see me yes this motherfucker can see me and the cops are like ah it's fine
0: right the cops don't like they're not there for her at all which is so upsetting they're like oh we can't really do anything about it if he's not being you know mean or anything he's just allowed to do whatever the fuck he wants fuck that
1: like he can just you know harass you yeah and it's not a problem and She's legitimately scared. I would be like, can you just please send a cop to come sit with me? I know y'all aren't doing anything in this little town, this little mountain town.
0: Yes. I mean, even when she says, you know, I'm 16, I'm I'm a kid myself, they're they're not, you know, overexcited about that. They're just like, okay, whatever, deal with it. No.
1: Have y'all never seen Halloween?
0: Right. Or scream. Exactly.
1: So They do tell her that if she can keep him on the phone for 60 seconds, they can trace the call. So, okay. It's very black Christmas-y, you know?
0: Exactly.
1: Got a lot of black Christmas vibes. Got a lot of scream vibes. So, she's also, like... She also tells the cops, oh, the housekeeper, like, I feel so dumb. Like, the housekeeper, there's her car. And it's like... (sighs) You're not thinking things through here, ma'am. Yes,
0: exactly. Like, there's a point. The one that frustrated me when we're talking about if she's dumb or not. There is a rental property on the, the same lot, basically. It's a little bit a ways. And she sees that there's somebody out there. Like, she literally calls them and nobody picks up. And she's like, Rosa. Or I don't remember the guy that's staying there, his name. But he's, like, in college or something. And she's like, if either of you there pick up, the, you know, there's, like, a the killer here she doesn't say killer but she like literally says there's this guy who's watching me i'm like yeah he is across the way in that building she nobody picks up she watches a man walk by the window and i'm like okay if they got your call they will come to you you literally ask them to come over and keep you company cuz you were scared but she goes over there and i'm like what the fuck are you doing Especially
1: some college boys. So, like, they have a guest house because the wife had a kid from a previous marriage and he's in college and just comes stays there every now and then. You cannot tell me that some boy in college wouldn't want to come be a knight in shining armor and sit with the scared high school girl. Not not even just to be a creep, but just to be like, you know, like, yes, I'm a big, tough man. I will come sit with you.
0: Exactly. But you watch the guy's shadow just in the window and then he leaves. And I'm like, okay. Count to, you know, 10 or something. And if he doesn't come out the door, then it's probably the fucking guy who's been bothering you. Don't go over there.
1: Yeah, yeah, you're going to get murdered. Yeah. So this bitch walks over there. And I was like, You are so dumb. You are really Mm -hmm. dumb. (laughs) For real. For real. You guys, I just showed Chris in that video that came yeah. out in 2012. Literally, like, what, two years ago? And it changed her life.
0: It did. It's my favorite video ever.
1: You are really dumb over you.
0: I-, I say that shit all the time now. I quote that.
1: She's, like, six years behind in internet culture. But we'll get I know. There.
0: You're, Yeah, there. You're, yeah. That's what you are here for. Yeah.
1: That's fine. So. She goes over to the, the other house. And she... Like the house is fucking empty. And you know, you think that she's maybe gonna find the killer, or like, I don't know, something. Fu- but one, you're the whole time, you're like, you stupid. One, two, one of two things are gonna happen. You're gonna, well, maybe three. You're gonna find somebody dead in that house. Right. He's gonna be in the house, right. or he's going to get into the house you just left.
0: That's where I was getting fucking pissed off. I was like, don't leave the fucking house because now he's gonna get in the fucking house.
1: Which he was already in because he already killed the fucking maid, but whatever. Right. Still. It's just like... Or maybe take the kids over to the guest house and lock that shit up. I don't know. You, right. you, you got to do something smart at some point. <laughs> you know? Especially because at this point she's like convinced that this guy is actually stalking her. Yes. And also you left the kids. What if, what if this guy... Just wants to get to the kids and you're just in his way. What if he's that kind of creep?
0: Exactly. You
1: just left the kids on a silver platter. Good job.
0: (laughs) You had one job.
1: Literally. (laughs) You are the babysitter. Watch the damn kids. So he calls and she keeps him on the phone for 60 seconds when he's at the guest house. But he called the wrong phone which she should realize when she picked up the wrong phone. Right. (laughs) Gets this call. She's pissed because obviously he called the wrong number. So she runs back to the house, you know, and then uh, things are ramping up. She's trying to find Rosa. She calls Rosa's phone. And this is also infuriating. Like if Rosa was alive and or there, she would have answered her goddamn cell phone. (laughs) Right. So she finds her shit. She keeps calling her cell phone, calling her cell phone, calling her cell phone. And she finds Rosa's purse and Rosa's cell phone in the laundry room. But guess what? No Rosa. Hmm. And the phone rings again. And the stranger is quiet and doesn't say anything. And Jill keeps him on the line. And then Jill hears a shower running in the maid's room. But there's no fucking body in the shower. And then this is when you get the iconic call that sets everything basically into the final third act here, the police call and they yell at her, it's coming from inside the house. Get out of there. Now. Here's my problem with the cops. <laughs> Don't do that. Right. Did, did did she need to know? I mean, yeah. But you could just be like, "Hey, where are you right now?" Okay. I need you to get the kids. <laughs> And I need you to leave. (laughs) Like, don't start the call by screaming at her because it's just going to cause panic. Like, you can't rationally think something through when someone's screaming literally your worst nightmare at you.
0: Right. Absolutely. But it does make me think of Black Christmas where he did try to be a little bit calm and tell her just to leave. And she kept like, but no, I got to go get Barb. I got to go up there. And then he finally had to yell at her, get out of the house.
1: True. But at least in this, you could have been like, all right, you're going to go get those fucking kids Mm -hmm. and you're going to get out of that house because those calls are coming way closer than you want them to to you. Right. Especially because like they did say they were going to dispatch police to her and it was going to take like 20 minutes. And I felt like that was like 45 to, to an hour before this happened. But
0: right. And that's a whole other thing. Like you're telling her to get out of the house. Where is she supposed to go?
1: Also that. Because there's nothing around. No. No neighbors, no roads, no cars. You see when they're driving up, they're driving up this windy mountain road that's just on the side of a fucking mountain. Like, there's nowhere to fucking go. So, she also sees her friend dead on the bathroom floor. So, that's cool. (laughs) The kids are hiding... In their playroom, she goes to find them and their beds are empty. So you're like, oh, he already got the kids. He's got them. But they actually, they were hiding. They're smart. I mean, I would probably also want to hide in a toy box if I was a kid. Yeah. Which is what they do. They get their blankies and they hide in a toy box. Like, that's really smart. And this is when you look up and you see him hiding in a loft. Yes. <sighs> yeah. And that was when, as a middle schooler, I fucking screamed. <laughs> Like, you are. It does cause quite a bit of tension. And this this is when the cat and mouse gets pretty good, in my opinion. Like, I know it's not the best movie ever, but I feel like the cat and mouse was actually not too bad. Agreed. Especially, like, in this dark, windy, weird house.
0: You know? Not yes. too bad.
1: Now, granted, what I didn't like is that he was just, like, so intuitive with this house.
0: Yeah. Like, he's been there forever.
1: Yeah. Like, how the fuck... There's no way you're going to know this house. Like, no. So they all get into the little atrium. And she's really smart. She turns on the little misting system so they can hide. But they only really, they don't have that many places to go because they're trapped in this little atrium area. But she gets under the water. And there's this little bridge. And the kids, she hides them somewhere. And he comes in. And she finds Rose's dead body under the water. And he comes in and the mist turns off, unfortunately. And the kids run out and distract him. And then him and Jill struggle a little bit. But then she ends up escaping and locks him inside the greenhouse or the atrium, which is super awesome. She barely makes it. Has to rip a bunch of hair out of her head. Yeah. Which has got to feel terrible. Right. Right. But she is trying to get the kids. She locked the door so well. There's like a lock that's really high up that the kids couldn't get out. And so then the kids just start hiding. And so she finally has a chance for them all to get out of the house and like go hide in the woods or something. But the kids have just hid somewhere else. And this is her opportunity to fucking get out because he's locked in that atrium. And he can't like he can't just break that glass. It's really hard to break. But then the kids are gone and she doesn't know where. And this is the point I'd be like, all right, y'all are hiding so well at this point fuck them kids i'm out right i mean maybe i wouldn't but
0: well i mean there's also the not just the fuck them kids but also okay they're hiding he kind of sees me i'm gonna at least take off and maybe he'll follow me and leave them alone
1: also that it seems like he would want her more because she's gonna be much harder of a chase right you know so but She has to stay in the house. And then the way that she sees that he's broken out, actually I thought was pretty cool. She sees one of the birds has gotten out.
0: Creepy. Yeah.
1: So he's out in the house somewhere, which is, yeah. So then he's, like, attacking her. And they get into an altercation. She tries running up the stairs. And he's on her the whole time, like, pulls her down. She gives a good fight here. This is not like a damsel in distress, really. She's really fighting him, kicking him, punching him. There's a good altercation here. And they finally end up in the living room in front of this fireplace. And she throws a tequila bottle towards the fireplace. And she manages to grab the remote for the fireplace, turn it on, and it kind of explodes over his head, and she stabs his hand into the hardwood floor with a fireplace poker and runs out of the house, and the cops intercept her and arrest him, and everyone survives. Ta-da.
0: Ta-da. But she's
1: so traumatized that she's in the hospital having, like, nightmares and flashbacks. Like, this doesn't really have that happy of an ending because she is so fucked up
0: yeah definitely. She does the uh, nightmare screaming wake up thing like Friday the thirteenth and Carrie oh yeah.
1: she's 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 going through it yeah i mean and, and it's unfortunate too like i she's gonna be traumatized for a long time. I would never babysit again. I would never go anywhere <laughs> again without like a buddy and a gun. <laughs> you know
0: uh, she's gonna be fucked up for a while,
1: yeah. I mean, I know this like it does have some issues. You know, some one of my issues was like it tries to build suspense the entire time, where there is nowhere to build suspense. Like there's no need for it. And if you utilize that better, I feel like you had like the fake scares sometimes were better than some of the real ones. And it was like loud and like tried to be like you know in your face a lot, and so that was a little. It just felt kind of like somebody was trying to do horror, but like took like it was very amateur feeling, you know?
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And so that was a little unfortunate, but I don't know. Like, (laughs) and it's very predictable. And I know (laughs) that like it's not that good of a movie, but like also... I have a good time with it, I guess. So it kind of like gets a, it's not like a four or five. It's like a three. It's a very middle of the road, but it it should probably be lower from an objective standpoint because it's, there are a lot of technical issues with this movie <laughs> and the way that it's put together and the way that it is directed, honestly, but I have a pretty good time with it and I'm bi- kind of biased. So probably a three from me.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I agree. It's just a middle-of-the-road teenage horror movie, so probably about a three, but I did enjoy it. It was it was fairly creepy. Before we totally wrap up, I did have one trivia piece. It's not really about this movie, though. So, The urban legend that inspired this film, and the original, and its 1993 made-for-TV sequel, as well as many other movies, The Babysitter and The Man Upstairs, does in fact have some basis in reality. In 1950, a 13-year-old girl named Janet Chrisman was raped and murdered while babysitting in Columbia, Missouri. The 3-year-old boy she was taking care of was unharmed and slept through the ordeal. She had called the police, but the call ended before she could give any information regarding her location, and as it was 1950, the call could not be traced. There was a suspect, but he was never charged, and the case remains unsolved. Three years later, a 15-year-old in Wisconsin named Evelyn Hartley was abducted while she was taking care of a baby girl. As before, the child was unharmed, but the house showed signs of a struggle. Some drops of blood matching Evelyn's blood type were found in the basement and outside the house. But the case went cold within days. Evelyn is still listed as a missing person.
1: Mm, That's gross.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's interesting, though, to have such an urban legend thing, you know, a friend of a friend, that we all think that it doesn't actually exist to see something that's pretty close it's
1: interesting because like the person that did that was somebody's like brother or son or father or husband and nobody fucking you know what i mean right that is disgusting
0: yeah they just got away with it and got to live their normal lives
1: now when i say people hated this the critics gave it a nine percent and the audience gave it a 44 percent.
0: whoa yeah shit hated it
1: so (laughs) here's some of the things the critics said so let's see here it's a (laughs) oh no already it's a safe dumb film for safe dumb audiences
0: (laughs) Mm. (laughs) well you got called out
1: (laughs) felix uh, with cinema crazed some of the some of the times we just like simple run from a killer movies okay exactly I can't help feeling that this updating could have been a little more imaginative. The only wrinkle on the basic plot is that it uses mobile phones. That's fair. Two out of five. That's what that person gave. Hmm. Amateurish direction. Oh, what did I say? From Simon West who did Laura Croft Tomb Raider contributes to the utter failure of this pathetic update of the original film of the same title. Just as needless a remake as might have expected. While teen chillers tend to be exercises in extreme dullness, at least this director tries to wring up some suspense out of scenes. So it's one of the worst remakes that I've ever seen. This film has very bad acting, a bad story, and bad directing. I mean, I didn't think it was that bad, but I will (laughs) give it some like meh, you know. Yeah. They killed it at the box office, though.
0: <laughs> I bet.
1: $67.1 million with a $15 million budget. I mean, that's what people fucking love to see, especially around this time period. Fuck yeah.
0: Mm-hmm, exactly. Oh, dude, if I
1: would have been able to see this when I was in like a freshman in high school or something, fuck yes. That would have been my shit. <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for hanging out with us for one of Stranger Calls. If you've seen this, what do you think? Because apparently we were much nicer than most people. <laughs> So do with that information what you will. I feel like especially if I like drank or something even now and like turned all the lights off I could really get into this movie but that's just how I feel you know. So let us know. You can hit us up on all of our social medias. Everything is at the Extra Sisters Podcast except for Twitter which is at the Extra Sisters. You can email us if you'd like to let us know what your thoughts are which is the Sisters at gmail.com and if you would like to join our Patreon it is patreon.com slash podcast.
0: You're starting to sound like those infomercial people. I know. <laughs> <laughs> And next time, a surreal tale of love, sex, and religion merge into a fantastical world. Till then, stay creepy.